0: Welcome back to the All Personal Podcast, where we turn the good old saying, nothing personal, just business, upside down, and prove how, in fact, it's all personal. Nothing is just business. And today's episode is the proof that, yes, it is all personal and nothing is just business. Because I'm talking to Candice Costa. Well, she sent me her short bio for the podcast, and I had to add some things to it. But hey, let's start with her short bio, which says this. Candice is a digital marketing and social media strategist and the founder of Digital Business Women, an e-magazine for promoting, inspiring, and motivating digital and tech women around the globe. Her 15 years' experience in management, sales, and marketing has helped the likes of Xbox, Microsoft, Cisco, Xerox, and more recently, the International Conference and Exhibition Center. She creates strategies where sales and marketing would work together to become very powerful tools, not only to generate new business opportunities and growth, but also to establish brands, create strong business relationships, and social media influence. And now I'm telling you this. Listen in to discover an amazing story of an amazing citizen of the world, as Candice thinks about herself. Here are some snippets of our conversation. We talked about how business is not about being on a beach and drinking like it's not just that. It's also about possibly losing clients and sleepless nights. Listening to hear the amazing story of Candice's becoming. From a ballerina to teaching classical Russian ballet to a sales job in tech and to becoming a digital marketing specialist. You will also hear how moving countries from Brazil to Portugal and England can be amazing and how home is where we are. Home is where we are. Isn't that beautiful? So, let's make this episode our home while we're all listening. Get ready to be amazed. Three, two, one. Candice, welcome to the All Personal Podcast.
1: Oh, thank you very much for having me. I'm super excited to have the conversation with you.
0: Yeah, me too. Because, um, yeah, we've spoken, I think it was... about half a year ago or something like that and uh, that's when we connected and then I was now I'm really curious to find out more about um, what your journey has been so far Um, so tell us a little bit about you at the beginning how how did you get to this point where you are today
1: um with the magazine it started uh around 15 months ago um, i was in a so I, I have been you know i have i have been sick for almost like 10 months so i have I a have meniere syndrome so it's a balance disorder that really changed completely my my life and uh took me around 12 months to recover and try to get back to my feet. So there I wasn't working. Uh, I was just doing like really few jobs around marketing. And I was feeling really, really alone. I really wanted to connect with other women that, you know, I was feeling, I was missing the sisterhood, you know, to to go, because as um, I have my own business, uh, you always feel a little bit alone by yourself. And um, yeah. with the magazine, the idea was, why a magazine? Because I I love magazines, so I have subscriptions for everything, you know, from the Financial Times to the Cosmopolitan. I love magazines. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I was looking for a business magazine, a serious magazine that gives you know, like talk about the journeys, talk about the the challenges, uh give tips and advice, and uh, which I found a couple uh but very much I wasn't feeling like very mm. feminine because it was really hard to find women talking about their business, their own journeys, and so that was mm-hmm. the why. That I created the magazine, so I wasn't. I was like, I needed to create a place or something that I can find the women's in the same, going through the same, the same journey than me. I wanted to find women that they are happy to share their expertise. They are happy to give me tips and advice, and they are happy to talk about the challenges in life and in business, and. Uh, and then the idea i was like okay this is what i want to do it. and it was like i always say it was this crazy idea that 6 months later we were in the almost in the third edition from last year that we mm-hmm. started the first one was in february last year and uh, in the third edition we already have like you know like almost half a million people following and um asking <laughs> questions and uh, engaging some posts is going viral, you know with like i don't know ten thousand views and engagements or twenty thousand five mm-hmm. so in the end it's when I like, okay, I, there is something here, you know, so I create a product for myself, mm-hmm. but actually really yeah. resonate with so many women from around the world
0: so yeah there there was clearly a need for that.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was the
0: kind of feedback that you that you got. Yeah,
1: yeah, because I really, I didn't really thought about it. What kind of impact I'm gonna do- have with that, or I-, I really didn't think about. Oh my god, I want to change lives. You know, I haven't really was was from a place that was a little bit even selfish. You know, mm-hmm. because I, I wanted for me. You know, I, I was wanted, looking... Yeah,
0: you wanted your community.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was looking for this tribe, you know, the women yeah. like-minded that they are going, they are happy to to share the... Because usually people just talk about the successes the, the and the positive things, you know. Yeah. Oh, I hit my first million dollars. But nobody really talk about, you know, oh, I, I haven't slept for like two weeks, you know, or... I lost a client and I don't know what to do or mm-hmm. these kind of things that happen every single day. And um, this is the the reality for everybody that has a career and everybody that has a business, you know? So we go every single day for uh, like challenges and uh, yeah. we struggle, you know? So, but nobody wants to talk about that. Everybody yeah. wants to talk about, oh, I hit my seven figure A a month, or Mm -hmm. oh, I'm here. I'm in Caribbean drinking caypirin or daiquiris, and and, yeah, and you know, and actually, could happen. Yes, yes, there are people that they have this dream jobs or that dream business, but the 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 reality is everybody struggles. You know,
0: yeah, and at least at some point in, in taking it to that level of success. You yeah. struggle, so yeah, there's exactly. there's no way, <laughs> there's, no yeah.
1: way. No, um, there's no other way. No, there's no other way. So, and we have to yeah. face that. You know, we needed to to educate people. We needed to be mm-hmm. real with people. So this is the reality. You know.
0: So this is where you wanted to start it from from a place of community, a tribe yeah. that also talks about their struggles, not just the success that they have, and inspire. Yeah other people around them as well and i know that you are um, a marketing specialist and a digital marketer and i wanted to ask you um have you always been passionate about marketing or how did you know
1: yeah
0: if you if this was your passion
1: yeah yeah. So, uh, yeah. Marketing is my, like my latest passion. So my first passion okay. in life was classical ballet. So I was a classical ballerina and I teach classical ballet, Russian technique for 15 years. So wow. I wasn't, okay. I, I don't know. Yeah. So that I performed for like 20 years and I teach, um, from baby classes to adults in companies, uh, the Russian technique of classical ballet. So where was in, that? I was when I lived in Brazil and also in Portugal, so oh. I, I retired from my ballet when I was 30 years old. Mm-hmm. So until i my 30 years old, my passion was ballet. I haven't mm-hmm. thought about anything else. Um, but since the like since I, when I started teaching when I was 16, 17, I knew that the career would end up really quickly. You know, mm-hmm. I knew I have that feeling that I need to prepare myself for for what would at one point in my life I would have to leave the 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 career and uh try to do something else so for example, I study economy at university mm-hmm. and uh, i I studied um English and Spanish so i can so in in Brazil, I had a certification for uh, that I could teach English, so it was okay. something that I was Looking as well because uh, I was a single mother in that time, so I knew that I need to know um, be able to uh, support my son and myself. So I always have that um, concern on my mind. Mm -hmm. Uh, When when the time to retire really came, I was a little bit lost because it is a completely different world. When you are not yeah. anymore working arts, you know, because yeah. when you are an artist and you live fully immersed in with working with artist, artistic people, all the time, so it's a completely different world. So. When I decided, okay, I have, to, I have to retire, I don't have any more, uh, I cannot keep pushing that, so I need to find something else. Uh, the first thing that I thought was um, my father always told me that, I wa- my father was a salesman, so he always said to me, you are the best salesperson that I ever, ever met in my life. Oh, wow. So following this, this thought in my gut, I started working in sales. So, 12 months later, I was top three in a big company. So, and then I started changing. And so, when technology came to my life, so I worked for tech for, in sales in the technology industry. And um, with that, uh, with my job in sales, I started being involved with the marketing side of the sales, like mm-hmm. brochures, presentations. So, these we are talking about, like. 15 um, years ago. So it was something yeah. we, it's not digital. It wasn't digital like we were today. So the passion on market, for marketing started really definitely there. And um, mm-hmm and then when i moved to to england and then i started uh in, in a job for um uh, for corporate companies running um and, and setting up big exhibitions around the world is when i started really sweet swifting uh my my certifications as well. So it's when I start studying, uh, you know, creating websites, understanding better, um, and then social media, uh, you know, analytics, SEO, data. And then it's when I really lo- look look at uh, for the digital marketing, uh, and thinking, yeah, this is really something that I love to do it as well. So wow. I have the same passion that I have with my ballet, you know, <laughs> yeah,
0: for marketing. For me, it was, I mean, I can, from what you're saying right now, I just mm-hmm. can picture you um, as in in this travel from, you know, Brazil. Yeah. And you also mentioned Portugal and the yeah. UK. And then this transition from being a ballerina and a teacher and a single mom to being, becoming a, a, a marketer.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and... I love the how you said that your your father told you that mm-hmm. you were the best salesperson he he ever met. Yeah. Um and I wonder uh what made him say that? How how did he see that in you? What did you do?
1: <laughs> I always get what I want. So because I'm a tough okay. negotiator. <laughs> <laughs> he always said to me you know, you know you know how to persuade people to do what you want you have a beautiful smile and you're very strong <laughs> so oh, Okay, this was the mix <laughs> this okay. was the mix
0: <laughs> right and you know what I think so this was um, one of the skills that you think you probably inherited from from him being a salesman or just growing up with him as a salesman that was the, the kind of a raw yeah. image that you had?
1: Right? Oh, yes, definitely. My father, mm-hmm. he was a self-made millionaire. You know, he worked all his life. He was very, very passionate about, about mm-hmm. work. And he was, so definitely I learned in, because I saw, you know, I grew up, uh, uh, seeing him working and his ethics as well, you know, how honest he was, how passionate he, he could work every time, you know, all the time. So sometimes we are like, it was a Sunday and we were in this swimming pool with friends and he he could was just come back with his beer and say, oh, I saw another you know, car or, oh, I saw the jet. You know, so he always always working he was always doing business yeah. because he was he he was so natural doing that you know so and um, having him with this very strong personality you know and uh, very supportive you know, my, my father was very very he didn't see me like as as a girl you know mm-hmm. like he mm-hmm. always says you can do whatever you want that doesn't matter you know so yeah. I grew up having like, you know, I remember uh, playing with Legos and uh, miniature cars. I had a collection of like 300 miniature cars, you know, so he never ever, right. you know, so play football, whatever I want to do. And, uh, and and definitely that shaped me as the person that I am today. Mm-hmm.
0: It's interesting to hear you say that because it, it matters so much having especially your dad telling yeah. you that you can do whatever you want. Yes. You can do anything you put your mind to. That's, yeah. that's a wonderful, <laughs> that's a wonderful idea to grow up with. Yeah, um, And for you, it's, uh, you're talking about 300 miniature cars and playing <laughs> football and at the same time becoming this ballerina and having yeah. this passion for ballet So it's like this beautiful mix of um, masculine and feminine, uh, um, maybe, I don't know, preconceived images that we have. Yeah. And which you combined, like, beautifully. Yeah,
1: yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely him, you know? My father, he always says to me, everybody is the same, Mm -hmm. you know? No, ever, ever treat someone better because they, for example, they have more money Or if they are from that specific family, you know, or no, never. My father, he always have everybody, like, for example, when he run parties or barbecues, you definitely you would find him with the CEOs, the millionaires. And definitely he always invited his his team of not just the salespeople, but the cleaning. Team, the guys that are mechanics, you know, and uh, he always treats people the same, you know, and he was very fair about um, yeah. treating people. So in the end, the way, of course, for example, in my case, the way he treat me as doesn't matter what. You know, if you are, it's not a boy thing or a girl thing, you do whatever mm-hmm. you want. So I have this very, very, very strong in my mind. You know, in the in my personality. So I grew up that way. So even when I nowadays, when I see people treating people differently or not saying, for example, good morning when someone opens the door, that kills me. You know, I feel mm-hmm. really, really irritated. <laughs> really. <laughs>
0: Yeah, because it's not a value that you grew
1: up with. You grew- no, yeah, yeah. And my father, he he was he, his background is very poor. He grew up in an orphanage, so you know, from there, he he just had it, and he 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 was a millionaire when he was like thirty mm-hmm. years old. So he 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 had this very difficult life. You know, and uh, he was a beautiful person. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it sounds like, I mean, it's like a, a, a movie topic. Uh, mm, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: and, yes, like, definitely.
0: Um, and how did you then, because, okay, you were this girl who could sell anything to anybody uh, because you definitely had this strong skill in you. And then how did you discover then your passion for ballet? What, how did that happen?
1: Yeah, I have been, so I've, I've, I I've started dancing when I was very, very young because my father, he always thought that, uh, you know, I would be a beautiful ballerina. So, and then, you know, in the tutus and you are a little young. So my passion with ballet really came back when I was 15 years old and uh, I couldn't stop dancing, you know, I was, um, I think was a little bit because I didn't belong everywhere, anywhere. You know, I just felt that sense of belonging and be okay to be myself when I was on stage. You know, doing like the Juliets or the butterflies or the bird or the Swan Lake. You know, so when I was there doing my best and uh, training really, really hard, it was when I felt happy. So that is the passion that I got with my with the ballet in my life. You know, and then uh, um. I started teaching as well when I was seventeen, and um, mm-hmm. I just love the relationship that we develop with the other kids. You know, mm-hmm. I was like a seventeen, and I was teaching uh, baby ballet for like three years old, five years old, and um, and then just um, get really, really. In felt felt in love with this relationship that I had with mm-hmm. the babies, you know, mm-hmm. and um, and then after maybe one year, I was already teaching the the teenagers in the Corpo and the uh, corps de ballet, and so with that, yeah. the what happened as well was I found out that I really knew what I was doing. I'm very technical, you know, also with my ballet, with everything in my life, but as a ballerina. I was very interested in understanding how the work, how the body work, uh, for example, for a pirouette, where you have to put your back, how you have to have your arms. So and then I studied mechanics of the body. Um, I study try to understand using mathematics and physics You know what could happen in a pirouette or in a lift so and with that i became really 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 good in teaching other people to understand the dynamic Mm -hmm. of the body using mecca mechanics as well
0: so it was very much the science of the movement
1: yes 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 i'm very rational Mm -hmm. i'm very analytical in my brain so everything that i do has analytical thing there, you know, even in my, for example, marketing for me is all about data. It's yeah. all about what, what kind of information, what kind of behavior, what kind of patterns you find in data. Or, for example, if the website is not working, probably it's a, it's a code that's not properly fixed organized or a link that's broke. So it's everything that is an answer for that. Mm-hmm. And the prob- usually is a very rational, it's a very uh, analytical answer, you know,
0: yeah it's interesting to hear you say that because when you think about ballet for instance this is uh, yeah. an art right it's the art of dance yeah. it's ballet yeah. itself it's, it is more than just dancing it is a whole a whole show is the whole idea the whole concept of it and people don't yeah. necessarily think about it as a science or as, an, yeah. as being somebody with an analytical mind who thinks yeah. about movement this way? And it's very interesting for me to, to, to hear you say that you used your analytical mind both for ballet and marketing. These yeah. are, you know, these are three words that just
1: don't come together in a context often, you know (laughs) yeah exactly yeah people in marketing usually they like oh you have to be creative you have to be you know like they do never ever ever will think that you have to be analytical as well and i think that's why i'm so successful is because i can be very creative in a way of using my creative side of my brain mm-hmm. uh, but i mix it very well with my analytical side of the brain as well
0: yeah and that's uh that's very powerful isn't it because you're you're taking yeah. something that doesn't normally or that people don't normally put in in their in either marketing or ballet <laughs> and yeah. then yeah. You, you make it even even more powerful to you
1: Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, because I think when, oh, sorry, when you think about art, as you said in in the early, when you think about, especially in art, you never ever will think that someone is studying uh, physics behind a pirouette.
0: Yes, yes, I think maybe that's how how examples should be in schools when, when kids study physics. Right, because that's yes. a yeah. very good example of how it yeah,
1: works exactly, and yeah. how
0: science can explain that kind of balance and that kind of and making so many turns and without yeah.
1: falling. You know? Yeah, and with, the, for example, with the ballet, you can just uh, uh, make an agile part of the learning process. You know, because if you understand where how you put the body in the right place, you can do ten pirouettes, much, much quicker then you try to uh training for like i don't know five years to get there yeah if you know how to place your body you know how where you need to put your point where you need to put your knee and how, why your polymer is important for that you know how to do three pirouettes
0: yeah there you go. And it so, takes you less yeah, about... time to do it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, because I, is what I said when I'm te- when I was teaching or I was coaching uh ballet, uh was just about put the the ballet party in the right place to mm-hmm. be able to do a delivery whatever they have to. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like a pirouette or, um, I don't know, uh, a pomeran or whatever it is, everything has a place that has to be in the right place to be able to 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 deliver it. Like, mm-hmm. there is a science behind it, you know?
0: Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's amazing how it just doesn't transpire <laughs> in other, environments no, yeah, as well, and it's a shame, I think, it's such a great <laughs> <Yeah>. example. Um, <laughs> And I was also wondering, so in this journey of yours, uh, so you have Mm -hmm. your your sales skills, you have your analytical skills, definitely your creativity. These were your your strong skills muscles. Um, And I was wondering, was there a time where you said, "Um, I'm just not good at this, whatever that was. Was there a time where you discovered, oh, this this skill is not that strong with me and I would need it to get stronger.
1: Yeah. Actually, I have that all the time mm-hmm. because I I'm suffer from anxiety and uh, my anxiety kicks me my imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. So is really, really bad. So I always constantly doubting myself. I always constantly, even though I have, I know that I have a skill set there, or I know how, for example, if I wanted to uh, create a website from scratch, I can, if I want to know, I analyze data. I know everything that I can do it, but I still have that doubt. I still have that, am I good enough? And um, in the Sometimes, depend on the skill, uh, sometimes, for example, I don't know, 10 years ago, I would try to learn, mm-hmm. you know, like would spend hours and hours, days and days, and I'd try to understand why I'm getting, why I'm not getting right. Uh, nowadays, I'm trying to just uh, focus on my strength. Mm -hmm. and uh, and when I have a weakness just recognize my weakness and find someone that is good on that and to work for me or if I'm working in a team uh, the first thing that I do is understand really quickly strengths and weakness and try to use for example in a team situation uh, where are you you know where is the best place for you to work Uh, it's being I don't know you are analytical, so you can spend the whole day uh, with an extra with a spreadsheet or with data, and uh, you're gonna be happy to spend all day there. Yeah. But if I ask you, can you go to a networking in- instead of me? Probably the person's gonna say, "What? Of course not. What am gonna do that? No, no." Yeah. So. For me, and I know another thing is, I know that a lot of people that are rational or analytical, they do not have the creativity or the people skills. So this is one thing that I try to be very aware with me as well you know mm-hmm. i have people skills because i was an artist and i was a teacher yeah. so i had to train myself to be good with people mm-hmm. especially when i was working with little babies you know two three five years old you need to know how to speak with them yeah so exactly. the end you know, we needed to know for example you needed to know how to deal with angry parents mm-hmm. when they're child is not picked to be the first ballerina in yeah. that specific you so, know so that for me was a huge call for people skills as well mm-hmm. so uh, probably if I haven't been a teacher I wasn't have this kind of skills for people that I have today yeah, because I'm much more rational, yeah. you know, and I am an introvert. I know that a lot of people look at me and say, oh, "Really?" But yeah, I work because I was trained to be on stage. Mm-hmm. I always have the the training behind me yeah. to go on stage. So I just, you know, prepare my my mindset. I prepare my 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 way. I use techniques to just go to the stage and face thousand people. Mm-hmm.
0: It's what you do on a constant basis It's what you do regularly. you, yeah. you have to yeah, teach. Exactly. You had to teach regularly, you had to talk to these angry parents regularly. Yes. you had to go on stage regularly. so this is yeah it, it was building up your, your communication skills muscles.
1: As well, as well, you know. So one, so uh, what I was, we, what I was mentioning is in in a situation where we have a group of people that have to work with you mm-hmm. and have to follow you uh, in management positions. In my case, is what I do. That's why I try to figure out yeah. what's the weakness, what's the strength, and myself included.
0: Mm-hmm. Was there any time where you felt that you stretched yourself? out of your
1: comfort zone a lot um not to get in a place where I feel uncomfortable i cannot feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. you know i challenge myself almost every month to do something that really takes me from out of my comfort zone mm-hmm. uh but if i feel uncomfortable i prefer just say okay this is too much for me mm-hmm. but i follow my gut on that you know
0: Mm -hmm. So for example, what, what was the last thing that you did that took you outside of your comfort zone, but not too uncomfortable?
1: yeah videos you know uh-huh. videos for uh-huh. me is something that is like oh my god completely outside of my normal uh-huh. you know i do not like videos i feel that i look funny i feel that my voice is funny i think that people will judge me or say something that i do not like and they will be hard um these kind of things. So, you know, video for me is something that I am show myself to those people, real, you know. So mm-hmm. I don't mind a lot to like pictures or go on stage, for example. Sometimes people say, oh, but you are always talking. You don't talk all the time. You are on stage as a ballerina. So why not video? And I said, I don't know, video is me. You know so' I'm not a Juliet or I'm not like a Swan or in a presentation, I'm talking about my skills. I'm talking about i you know I prepare myself for that, so videos makes me really uncomfortable. I have been trying to do more videos, you know I have a lot of people cheering me and helping me and supporting me so but every time that I do a video, I feel really, really, really out of my comfort zone like 100 percent 110
0: oh, wow it's uh yeah and you especially because you said that you know you're afraid that people will judge you and really yeah. this is the uh this is the anxiety around yeah, yeah maybe videos and stuff like that because you think oh my god people will look at me and they will judge me yeah and then uh for me uh, it was because I also work with people to, to coach them on, on yeah. presenting and do public speaking. And it's amazing when you realize that um, everybody who watches you or who listens to you really is very curious about the story um, yes. and is not there to judge you. That's not yeah. their main concern and it's not their main yeah. purpose. They're curious to hear the story. And when you look at things this way you understand why all of those people are watching your videos and are listening to your talks and because they want to know they want to find out we all do
1: yeah yeah and with the magazine happens a lot you know people usually they inbox me saying oh, Candice, I really want to know more about you because I cannot find anything. I don't know. Like, you are behind this amazing project and everybody, it's amazing. Everybody's fantastic. Smart women around the world coming together, but nobody knows anything about you. Yeah, and I'm like, exactly. yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. You're and then the mastermind yeah. behind. Yes. Yeah, And I'm like, okay. And then I have the the amazing. Oh my goodness I love all of them when they send me inbox say, Candice, please do a video. Please tell about talk. Tell about your son. Nobody knows that you you are a mother of a 28 years old man. Yeah. You know, like that you that you know, like that you married for 22 years, or you know that you. You move countries five times. So people don't know anything about me. (laughs) <laughs> Which is okay. I, I'm okay with that. You know, I'm not on that. that. So is what I said. I'm not on that for, to be a celebrity. It's not that. You know, I'm that. I'm here to support, encourage you, women. This is what I want to do. Um, but I, I do understand now a little bit more. That's why I'm saying yes to podcasts and videos, interviews and things like that, because right now I I do understand when people say, "We really wanted to know a little bit about you."
0: yeah and especially that you started from creating a community and yeah. finding your tribe and I think in a in a tribe or in this kind of community people share their yeah. experiences and their ideas and their thoughts and feelings sometimes right so yeah yeah it's we're somehow very very connected uh, yeah doesn't we are. I mean, right now you're in London, UK, I mean, yeah. Toronto.
1: So. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, but that is the beauty of uh, technology isn't it? So yeah. nowadays we do not have some sort of obstacles that we had. Don't know, When I when I talk with my son I keep saying all the time as like, you know, oh, when I was like 15 or when I was 20 we didn't have smartphones so nobody, we mm-hmm. needed to use the, the phone cabins, you know, you didn't have. Yep you didn't know what's what's happening in for example i was in brazil we, we haven't had any sort of news or what's going on in australia or in america you know just the news like the bbc news or sky news yeah but not like today that you can go to google and you can follow people yeah um yeah. And understand what's happening. You know, you can—I don't know—if you have a cause that you're passionate about, it, you can go there. You can find people that is. There. So I think, it, of course, there is a lot to learn. Internet is still very young. Social mm-hmm. media—it's a very powerful thing that sometimes we don't know how to use well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's the learning process as well. You know, it's something right. new that we're gonna we, as as a society where we will understand how to do better and better. You know, maybe we going to create better rules and regulations for social media and uh, i think the new generation uh, the millennials and the in the zeta generations mm-hmm. they are already fully digital so they are already born with internet and digital yeah. things so they will be the, uh, the people that will have the power to really force some sort of change you know mm
0: mm-hmm more than
1: it already happened so far yeah yeah things are happening you know like for example we have blockchain and cryptocurrencies that yeah. they do not have any sort of regulations you know so they are mm-hmm. still trying to really quickly come with regulations because oh my goodness what are we gonna do it you know yeah. drones yeah. like nobody has proper like a tra- uh, uh, set of regulations of how to use drones in the cities. Everything has to come up really quickly because technology is fast. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's changing yeah. everything around
1: us. Really quick. Well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So mm-hmm. it's difficult for us humans to keep up with that.
0: It is. It's that freedom <laughs> of change, right? Yeah. It's not change itself it's also the rhythm of it because everything that changed yesterday is going to be changed today so
1: yeah exactly the
0: power to adapt is really important yeah so and um i wanted to ask you because uh, Mm. i know that you moved countries a lot and those are big changes when you move from one country to another you're basically moving from one life to another um what was the country where you really felt at home, if, apart from Brazil,
1: maybe? <laughs> no, I don't feel at home in Brazil no, you as don't? well. Okay. No, mm-hmm. because I don't feel at home anywhere. That is mm-hmm. funny it's... for me. I think I belong everywhere, you know. I really, if I could, I would like definitely like every two years i would probably change countries you know i really for example if i I really wanted to live in canada one day i really wanted to move to barcelona i really wanted to live in tokyo you know i I, i'm really 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 interested in moving to stockholm so yeah i don't feel anybody because i feel i belong everywhere and i wanted to doesn't think about that you know
0: Uh It's interesting because I remember that you said before you took ballet classes that you felt like you didn't belong anywhere and you started ballet and you felt like you belonged. Yeah, And it's nice to hear that you feel like you belong everywhere. You're a citizen of the world, right? Yeah,
1: I like to think that, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I I love England. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, mm-hmm. the same way I love Brazil, I love Portugal. I'm crazy about Portugal. I love England. You know, I love mm-hmm. living here. I love people. I love the weather, you know. But I know that... It, for example, I would love to live in Barcelona. and feel the vibe mm-hmm. of the city. I would love to go to Stockholm because it's amazing there and people are super cool. So, you know, Canada, I, I have family in Canada. So I know for personal experience how Canada is awesome. So, right. you know, why I'm going to just try to find a place that is like home. Home is where I am, where my yeah. husband are, is, you know, is where my son is. So they are my home
0: yeah
1: that's a beautiful definition mm, yeah
0: yeah' home is, home is where we are,
1: yeah exactly, and I do feel that way you know i i mm. adapt very quickly to countries you know uh i don't i don't feel awkward or strange or um you know i i i never felt that way, you know sometimes people you know sometimes they want to be a little bit um Let's use the word bullying because, oh, you're not from here. Go back home. And I'm like, I just ignore them because they are sad people. Mm. You know, I'm just ignore them. I'm like, okay, so have you moved? No. Okay, so you do not know what I'm talking about. So you do not yeah. have the experience. So why am I going to give you space like in my, my life, you know? Mm-hmm. i just okay. like, I don't care what you're thinking. Yeah, I belong here because I'm yeah it's, yeah. It's I'm here now. You know, For my everybody. husband is here. Yeah, my husband is here. My son is here. My dog is here. So he, my house is here. So my you know yeah. this is my house. I have my own house. I have my own piece of land. I have my husband. I have my son. I have my dog, and that's my home. You know. Yeah. And if I have to take my home and move to another country, I will.
0: Yeah. Where do you think this power of adaptability comes in you?
1: I'm curious about stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. so I'm curious about the way people live. I'm curious about learning new languages. Um, I like the, the difference. I like the, actually, I think I like the feeling of not belonging. You know, I like that. Mm. I think it's cool because it's when you open you for challenges, and uh, it's when you open yourself for different thinking, um, going a little bit to the edge. You know, to learn different things. So these are the 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 three things that for me are really important in the in the way I live my life.
0: Mm-hmm. It's getting. Um... Not very comfortable, and at mm-hmm. the same time, not very uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think we needed to live in that. You know, like it's nothing is black and white. You know, no, we have no. tons of grays in between. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You know, isn't it? So we have so many colors. Like we have so many pinks. You know, we have so many yellows. Um, so. Of course, everything in life is different. And we have people that sometimes in the first contact, you feel a little bit like, "Mm -mm, maybe it's not. And then suddenly, because a a topic came up, the person shows the passion about it. And you see that person in a completely different light. So, Mm -hmm. you know, in situations as well, you know, sometimes you are in a bad situation or you feel very negative about something. And I... For, for me my my personal the things that mm-hmm. I do okay uh when when i have I suffer from anxiety, some days I'm not good with myself, you know, I mm-hmm. feel that I'm like really stupid dumb, ugly, everything on the book. -hmm. And then I just stop, just breathe, and I just think about it. You know, for example, people that are in Africa, they are in a war zone, so they are fearing for their lives, or people that are in Syria, and then there is a bomb coming, so in the ways, or people that doesn't have like a roof in their, you know. So I think that a lot of things is happening in this world that I am blessed. You know, so I, all of the negative things just go away, not go away, but I can just feel a little bit better about myself.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Make your anxiety yeah, diminish a little bit. Yeah, exactly. You know, and then I do a lot of charity, you know, I I I raise a lot of money. I do personal donation, you know, so mm-hmm. when I meet people, I try to talk about my own experience because I know that I can inspire them. So I do a lot of different things because I cannot change the world, you know, but I can make little changes, you know, for people or things that are to my yeah. reach of yeah. I, and then I have that power you know if people do more and uh and you know in their own power I can just do that today it's enough it is
0: and it's really if everybody makes a little change then the yeah. world
1: changes exactly sometimes it's just a smile a, you know like yeah. sometimes you are in a place I don't know in a tube or in a queue and you see someone man in the and you feel I feel I feel the vibe, you know, and um, yeah. sometimes I just make eye contact and I just a little to not be creepy, just a, a, a very, <laughs> you know, like gentle smile is like, you know, you're here because a lot of people, they feel invisible yeah. as well, you know, so sometimes it's nice that someone just see you, you know,
0: mm-hmm. it's funny. Yeah, exactly how in the, especially in the big cities, yeah, uh, mostly everybody feels invisible.
1: Yeah, a lot of people. And I think yeah. being visible is the sense of not belonging. Uh, it's yeah. very close. And uh, it's it's very, very, very powerful on your mental health.
0: Yes, yeah, it is. So know. just a smile at times. Yes.
1: Yeah, sometimes just a smile, you know. Sometimes, like I have been in my in places in 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 moments in my life that I didn't have any money, and uh, mm-hmm. I just have like I don't know a pound, and I bought an ice cream because ice cream makes me smile, you know. I love mm-hmm. ice cream, so I just <laughs> buy an ice cream because that is the piece of heaven that I can give to myself in that specific moment, you know.
0: Yeah, it's the little things, isn't it? Yeah,
1: it is. It is exactly. I think the little things are much more important than any biggie or fancy or big cars or anything like that.
0: Yeah, because yeah, they're much more in our power, and yes. they're they can add up and they give yeah. us big feelings.
1: Yeah, exactly. You feel warm. It's just so amazing. Mm -hmm. It's just so cool when you give some money to a charity. You send some money to, you know, like I have a couple of charities that we do annual donations or monthly donations. And uh, for me, I know that I'm helping, you know, like, and uh, I'm not changing the world, you know, I'm not too big to change the world but i can change little things every single day
0: absolutely yeah. to know what is the uh,
1: the thing that you're most proud of so far my son oh my goodness <laughs> definitely <laughs> because uh, i was a single mother i was so young, oh, young. and i was oh, so no. by myself i was alone you know and uh, i look at him and when I, he born and i was like oh my goodness what How i'm gonna old do you I was 20, just 20, turned mm-hmm. 20. Oh, yeah. uh, I got pregnant with 19. I had him when I was 20 and I was by myself mm-hmm. alone. I didn't have a job. Nobody wants to give me a job. And then I was like, what, they, what am I going to do it here? And, um, I just said to myself, I'm going to be the best mom in the world. I will try my heart. Mm-hmm. So, and I think I've done an amazing job, you know, so he's a, Amazing human being he's very aware and concerned about the world and the what is fair what's not fair uh he's the kind of guy that he wouldn't uh, accept a job for i don't know two hundred thousand pounds if he something that he's gonna do it is gonna be using war. So, do you know yeah. so mm-hmm, this is mm-hmm. the kind of guy that i i want to and the, he what he is he's mm-hmm. super smart you know he's super gentle he's super cool and um uh, and i've done an amazing job so yes definitely my proud proud thing in my life it's my son and the yeah. way i educated him
0: yeah offering the the role model that you want yeah. to
1: offer yeah him. and all of the opportunities yeah, yeah when when I moved, it's always because of him to give mm-hmm. better things to give better opportunities you know it's not more it's, I'm not talking about money you know money yeah. is just one part of the puzzle um and uh for example, when I moved to England, it was because he wanted to study in a British university, so we moved here when he was fifteen and uh and now he's finishing his doctorate this december
0: wow congratulations yeah
1: thank you what, what, yeah. you,
0: what in
1: He studies uh, atoms and particles and uh, his doctorate is about one particle that just happens in the Big Bang explosions. So his doctorate is with CERN in Switzerland with the collider.
0: Wow. So going from a mom that was studying the science of movement and the physics of movement and the son who has a PhD in science. Yes.
1: In physics. Yes. Physics. (laughs) Yes. Wow. Exactly.
0: I see what you mean. You really did a great job
1: yeah i know that for him it was a difficult path sometimes you know especially when he's like okay we are gonna move again like another country you know we have to start all over again or when i was like okay i'm working too much i don't have time for you <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> because um yeah. i i never had that um mom guilt you know never yeah I always knew that I need, I wanted to do my best in my career. I wanted to be a professional, um, recognized, and to do my best as well as a professional. I need my career to feel myself as a human being. So I never felt, the. I never had this really, really bad uh, mom guilt.
0: Because you knew you could do anything, right?
1: Yeah, it was hard, you know, it was hard. Some weeks I didn't have time for him uh like as much as I wanted. So I always uh I was being very focused on quality time instead of mm-hmm. quantity, you know. So taking him to the beach to swimming mm-hmm. because he loves it. Or mm-hmm. let's go and eat ice cream. Oh Mama it's midnight. I don't care. Let's go and eat ice cream. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, playing video games together, you know, so yeah. It's not about buying. The, yeah, those are the experiences you remember, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. You yeah. know, he always had like to save money, his own money, yeah. to buy his video games or his his um gameys and everything because he knew that he has to work hard to get money. It's not yeah. like you know, money is not like easy. So you needed yeah. to work hard. So you need to save. So. Yeah, so it sometimes was like tough for him, as I said before. But nowadays, as a a, a man, he knows that um, it was the best.
0: He had a good role
1: model. Yeah, I hope so. I had a good, a, a very, very good one. My father.
0: But so, yes, exactly. And see how the tables turn is—it's is, yeah. amazing. I mean, you know, listening to your story again, I'm amazed at how. How the models that we grow up with are the mother are yeah. models that we raise our kids with and yeah. and top them and want to even yeah. better than that we yeah. always fight for the better
1: yeah, I think uh I think uh, for example some, usually uh, uh people, especially when i'm in events, they ask me oh, what do you think you need we needed to change to change the way we how we the society is right now like inequality diversity and everything and I always says I think it's down to moms you know because we are the power behind the changes as mothers you know because uh if we educate our kids to see um the fairness and unfairness in the world if you don't know because if you just spoil your kid or if you just try to do your best you know like you have to do your best anyway but sometimes the best is saying no no you're not going to 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 the party tonight you're gonna stay at home because you've done that so because I think because of the guilt that mothers we uh, we suffer a lot. You know, mm-hmm. we just try to compensate in a wrong way sometimes.
0: Yeah, exactly. You I know, think it comes with a territory. Yeah, it doesn't when exactly. You are a mother, that doesn't mean you're not a person anymore.
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, don't get me wrong. You know, we want the best for our kids. Yes, of course. But the, sometimes, yeah, sometimes the best is when you say no no yeah. you're not going to have that you know because life is tough you know so we have a lot of nos more than yeses so we needed to be resilient we needed to to understand how life is complex and uh nobody's going to be there to take the fall for our kids you know they need to take the responsibilities themselves so yeah. i think this is important for moms so one of the I love uh, like giving personal, ex- my personal, experiences and uh, situations. Mm-hmm. So when, when my son went to university, um, we have the, I have a contact with a couple of other moms that were with the same position, and uh, I always thought it was really fun. Uh, in a bizarre, in a bizarre way, that the the moms that they had sons usually they would say oh yeah so when they, ha- they have the university breaks so summer and then the kids are back home and moms usually they would say oh yeah my son is back and he brought his laundry for me and they would <laughs> say me. yeah and they <laughs> would say wow. like what about you Candace I'm like no he knows how to laundry I taught to him when I was 12 how to use a, a washing machine like exactly. really you know, it's I like, can do the. I do the laundry. Do yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. I do the laundry. If I want to do the laundry, yeah. it's not my yeah. job. You know. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you know, like I think this is a powerful example about do not do this. You know, when you when your son comes back home with the laundry, tell him, tell you, teach him how to use the washing yeah. machine. Exactly. I think
0: you know, <laughs> if, if we don't want to be taken for granted, I think yeah. we should stop taking ourselves for yeah. granted.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Because usually we say women's, always we, we, we have women saying, oh, but if I do not do it, who's going to do it? Okay. Uh, so you're uh, doing it. The, the other person. <laughs> yeah it's what I say, for example uh in Brazil, when I lived in brazil uh, yeah. i had uh, I worked in five different companies uh with uh, like collaborations, and uh everybody asking me like oh, how you did it and with university and everything and I'm like, because I have a nanny because in Brazil it's common you have nannies in house, and they yeah. always ask me like how you did it I say because I had a nanny, so when I was in Brazil working too much studying too much to pay for everything and to be better in my life i had someone so when i arrived home i have my dinner ready mm-hmm. you know so when yeah. i arrived at home i would say maria can you bring my dinner please mm-hmm. i was comfortable i wouldn't want to change that so nobody wants to be in a place that they had to get up of their coach You know, the sofa, watching TV and prepare dinner. Nobody wants to, Mm you know. So, But we have to. Because in a way, when our daughters or when our friends or our female friends, they are now thinking on getting married, they cannot say to their husbands or their boyfriends, I'm not going to cook dinner. Mm -hmm. Because they think it's their job to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not. It's a two... Yeah, it's it's everybody's job, you know, especially in my house. Yeah, exactly. Everybody has to cook dinner. Everybody has to help. Everybody has to hover the house. So, no, it's not a my yeah. job. It's not a, 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 a woman's job to do it. Yeah, yeah
0: that's true.
1: You know, so... <laughs> so we have a lot of work, isn't it? We have a lot of work to do to change the we society. Do.
0: We do, and I think you know what. I'm I'm glad it started already, yeah. and it's um, it's
1: changing. It's yes. good.
0: It's gonna take time, definitely. Yeah. like all good things. All good things. Take
1: exactly. Time. Yeah, but and a good fight think, as well.
0: <laughs> exactly right, and a but good fight. Really, yeah, you you need to start somewhere, and I think yes, we're on the right track.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think, uh, especially, I think the past two, three years, um, a lot of uh, women are standing, stand up uh, to talk yeah. about it, to to say this is not right or I'm not happy with that. So yeah. uh, it's the only way that we're gonna make some changes. Is really when you speak it out loud and yeah. uh, you say I'm not happy, we have to change. So exactly. if not, we're gonna keep yeah. it there. I don't know.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, and because, I mean, we could talk for a long time mm-hmm. about so many things, uh, but because we're approaching the end of the conversation, I have one more mm. question for yes. you. i cannot let you go before that. Okay. What is one inspirational thought or idea or quote or book or movie, anything that you want to share with our audience today?
1: Yeah. Um, is uh, It's like a little story that an aunt of mine, she told me when I was 18 years old and I was very much frustrated because I wanted to change the world. And the world wasn't changing, and um, I don't know if it's a Chinese or a Japanese. I cannot remember, but it says is everybody in life. So the li- life is a river, and there's the own course with that, and everybody in the planet. We are our own um, boat, little boat. Okay, Mm -hmm. so you so everybody is in the same river, in the same flow together. Sometimes the, the river is calm and you can just relax and go because life is good. Sometimes the river is a little bit agitated, a little bit, some bumps, some stones around, you know, some waterfall. So you have to be a little bit careful. So what she says was in this river. You need, when it's too much turbulence, you need to be quiet and you need to breathe. Because the river is going to take you whatever. doesn't matter if you are trying to paddle the opposite way. So just keep your energy. Because when the river needs that you paddle to the right way, you have your strength to go. And not you're going to be tired of Mm -hmm. trying to, you know, to go against the flow. So that's for me, it's with my life since I'm like 17, 18.
0: Wow. That's a beautiful idea of balance right? Yeah, like exactly. action
1: and also going with the flow. Yeah, going with the flow, taking action when it's needed, yeah. you know, so it's really, really powerful and very yeah. important, especially when you move countries, when you're starting things from yeah. scratch, when you're starting a family or when you see yourself facing challenges or, um, you know, in a place that you're not too comfortable. If you think about that, you know, for me, it helps a lot. So, as I said, it's with me since I'm like a, a, a teenager.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much, Candice, for well, sharing thank you, this Roxana, sharing for having your me. Story.
1: Oh thank you so much. It was so much fun. Absolutely. Thank, thank you so so much.
0: Well, I don't know about you, but I will forever remember this. Home is where I am. It's so powerful, so Beautiful, And it brings with it so much freedom and at the same time, so much responsibility. I'm also taking with me the fact that role models play such a huge part in our lives, in who we become, and that we, in turn, can be amazing role models for those around us, especially for our children that, yes, little things do matter a whole lot because they add up and create big feelings. How is that for an ending? I love it because feelings, especially big feelings, are how else but all personal. Until next time.